Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from Judges. 
And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harosheth Hagoin. Then the people of Israel cried to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron and oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at the time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Ammonoam, from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking ten thousand from the tribe of Naphtali and the tribe of Zebulun, and I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. The word of the Lord. reading from 1 Thessalonians. As to the time and the season, brethren, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as travail comes upon a woman with child, and there will be no escape. But you are not in darkness Brethren, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. For then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and for those who get drunk, are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not determined, destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whatever we, whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another 
and build one another up, just as you are doing. The word of the Lord. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven will be as when a man going on a journey called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed and I gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From a very early age, Sam dreamed of being rich and powerful, while other kids dreamed of being baseball players or firemen or president of the United States. Sam dreamed of being a powerful and rich businessman. And Sam had what it would take to live into that boyhood dream. He was very smart, handsome, of good stock, witty and winsome. And he was a great judge of the souls and characters of others. Sam could win people over and influence them into doing whatever he thought needed to be done. He was a natural-born leader. Sam excelled through high school, voted most popular, most likely to succeed, and homecoming king. He was a hometown hero and a person whom everyone loved. Sam was able to choose his university, and as you could probably guess, he excelled there as well. He was at the top of his class the president of several societies, and one of the most admired in his fraternity. Now Sam, because of his prowess, charm, and achievements, was able to take his pick of business internships. And in all those things, Sam excelled. By the time he earned his master's degree, Sam was well-connected and had Fortune 500 companies fighting over him. Sam took a position with a very aggressive investment company. While there, he learned a great deal. While there, Sam become, became somewhat famous for his dealings and his foresight. It wasn't long, perhaps five or six years, until Sam decided to strike out on his own. He had nothing and no one to hold him back. By his mid-thirties, Sam had conquered the world. He had six houses, boats, cars, multiple hobbies, multiple companies. He'd taken a wife, had several children, and they had, by every outward appearance, a rich, wonderful, successful life. Now Sam continued in this way the rest of his working life, buying and selling companies and investments, buying new and different houses, cars, boats, and taking up new and interesting hobbies. Sam traveled with his family. They took several months of vacation every year. They saw the world several times over. Sam really did seem to have it all. Charming, witty, successful, winsome, famous. His life was the desire of many. But Sam's life was really no life at all. While he had more physical and material goods in some small towns, throughout most of his life he failed completely to work on and develop a life of another kind. And late one night, it was all laid bare. Sam was returning home from a gathering of gentlemen, gentlemen who had formed a group to celebrate success, the American dream. They spent the evening smoking cigars and drinking scotch, spent the evening swapping stories of financial conquest and takeover. While Sam drove home, he swerved to miss a wayward dog on the highway and inadvertently crashed head-on into an incoming car. He was killed instantly. 
Now, an odd thing about this crash, the person in the other car was very much like Sam. Smart, handsome, of good stock, witty, winsome. And he, too, was a great judge of the souls and characters of others. The driver of the other car had a very similar opportunity in life. Yet even though both shared similar talents and qualities, this man chose a different path. He was successful as well, but sometime as a young man, he had begun to realize that perhaps there was more to life than material conquest. The man made a habit out of church. He'd become very devout, as a matter of fact, and from his church going, he awakened to the spiritual reality around him. He'd begun to give more and more time and efforts to charities. He founded some, funded others, and gave his time to others still. He saw as the highest priority in life, his spiritual life. He committed himself and his family to prayer and devotion. He became well-known just like Sam, but for another reason. He was known as a generous and kind man, a man of character and principle, a man who had a love for those around him. So when the two men died on that night, one man had much to show for his life. He had been generous. He had spent a great deal of time working on his soul, on becoming whole. He had indeed produced much with the talent he had been given. Sam, on the other hand, every talent he had been given was now buried in the earth. Nothing lasting, nothing eternal to show for his life. My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, for these next two weeks, these final weeks leading up to the season of Advent, the church turns its attention, focuses on the end of the world, on our final judgment. In this morning's gospel, Jesus spends time preparing the disciples for the remainder of their lives. Specifically, Jesus tells them a parable that gives them insight into the nature of God's judgment and therefore insight into what their lives should look like, should be about. The gospel for this morning is affectionately known as the parable of the talents. It records the accomplishments and the shortcomings of three servants and their master. As we all know, the master of the house entrusts them with differing sums of money and leaves on a journey. When he returns, he takes a reckoning of the stewardship of each. Two of them are good stewards, and he praises. The third buries his in the earth and is cursed by the master. It's very important to think about this parable within its context. Jesus has entered in Jerusalem triumphantly. He has turned over the tables in the temple. He has had discourses, arguments, fights even, with the Pharisee, with the Sadducee, with the Herodian. It's about time for the passion to begin. Jesus says some of his final sayings, his final instruction. The context is telling them how to live life. This is about Christ's return, the last judgment. And it's no coincidence that things in our modern world exist such as talent shows, talent agencies, talent scouts, talent surveys, and the like. The monetary measure used in the gospel this morning is called a talent. 
And our modern word, talent, comes directly from that word, is that word, untranslated, talent. A talent, then, is understood as a gift or skill or ability. It's something at which something someone excels. So if we look at this through God's eyes, as it were, the lens of God, theologically, a talent is an ability, a skill, a gift that is given to us from God. God gives us the talent we possess, whether great or small, each according to his ability. God gives us whatever talent we possess. So between our Lord's ascending into heaven before Pentecost and before his returning to judge the world, or looking on a personal level, in our lifetimes and before our deaths, we are given talent, God-given talent, and asked to make something of these talents. Now, there's one particular verse in this morning's gospel that I think is pivotal in understanding this passage. 25, 18. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now this man literally left the property, the land of the master, and buried his talent in the earth. Dug a hole and buried it. Now if we're paying close attention this morning, we'll pick up on something very telling. We can assume that the other two servants use their talents on spiritual pursuits, spiritual investments, on furthering the kingdom of God. The third servant, however, buried his in the ground. Now, while you can understand this verse as the third servant did nothing with what God gave him, you can also understand it in a more active manner. And I think that's how it should be understood. The third man who buries his talent in the earth is indeed active and uses his talent, makes use of it, but he uses it on earthly things, things that do not heal or save his soul, things that do not make him holy, things that do not further the kingdom of God. This man uses what God has given him for worldly things, worldly pursuits, and is no better off, no more holy when the master returns for reckoning. The third man worried only with physical and material, fleeting and passing things to the detriment of his soul, to the detriment of God's kingdom. And when the master returned, he was empty-handed, having done nothing lasting. Beloved, we are all given talents. We are all given talents. Some, many and great, others smaller and less obvious, but we are all given talents. As we think about our judgment, as we prepare ourselves for the end of the world, the coming of Jesus Christ, this gospel forces us to think about how we use what God has given us. Are our talents put to use in a godly and heavenly manner? Do we use what God has given us To bring us and the world closer to God. To advance God's kingdom. Do we see as most important the health of our soul becoming holy? Do we use the talents to keep our soul healthy? 
through church going and prayer and devotion and works of charity and mercy? Do we use our talents to further God's kingdom? If we do not use the things God has given us to prepare ourselves and to prepare others for God's kingdom, then at the end of our days we will stand before our Lord and Savior with nothing to show for our lives but talent buried in the earth. And that would be a terrible waste and tragedy. So as Advent and Christmas approach, let us work together on the health of our souls. Let us prepare ourselves and prepare others for God's coming kingdom. Let us be diligent in our worship and prayer and devotion. Let us be about acts of charity and mercy in this community. Let us live lives so that when Jesus returns, he will look on us with great joy and proclaim, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Enter then into the joy of your master. I promise you, you will find no better or more lasting return on any investment and no better use of your talent. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Prayers of the people are found on page 9. Kneeling. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our soul, 
Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, and for all the leaders of the nation, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. For the county of Jones, the city of Laurel, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphaned, for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Janet Bills, Dewey Blackledge, Trudy Balford, Beth Boykin, Janelle Bond, Mac Bullock, Cesar Santero, Luca Seraldo, Brenda Day, Edward Dorothy, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Garner, Carol Henley, Bill Hersom, Clemente Avenel, Roy Jensen, Alex Carras, Betty Killen, Lynn Jenkins Lindsay, Mitch Malden, Della McAllister, Randy Matters, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Jim Neighbor, Cherie Parrish, Ashley Rogers, Reverend Nate Rue, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Henry Temple, Joan Todd, Kitty Wagaspak, Shirley Waldrop, and Wayne White. And for all who suffer from chronic illnesses, and for those we now name, let us pray to the Lord. For those celebrating birthdays, especially Wendy Herring, Jason Neblett, Crystal Neal, and Judy Pilgrim. And for those celebrating anniversaries, especially Carol and Edie McDaniel, let us pray to the Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, LeClaire Davis, Jessica Dees, Maggie Farrell, Karen Fitzgerald, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Amanda Kennedy, Jennifer Malone, Vanessa Rustin, and Casey Gibbs Whitson. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all danger, violence, and oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. 
for the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Butler, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jane Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamalo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Howard Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vincent, Kerry Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, Wyatt Welch, and Joshua Yarborough. Let us pray to the Lord. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our lives to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. O gracious God, most merciful Father, who has vouchsafed us the rich and precious jewel of thy holy word, assist us with thy spirit, that it may be written in our hearts to our everlasting comfort, to reform us, to renew us according to thy image, to build us up into thy perfect building of thy Christ, and to increase us in all heavenly worship. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the same Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our name. Most merciful God, we, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may lie in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. Peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to St. John's on uh, a lesser known or hidden day. This is National Episcopal Skip Church Day, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what's happening. There are, a lot of people are missing today, but uh, 
to those of you who made it, welcome. Uh, a few announcements. The Confirmation Inquirers class uh, that's on the schedule will not meet tonight. That, that class is over. And on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., we begin our next confirmation class. Uh, so 6.30 p.m. Wednesday night, we'll be looking uh, at the Holy Eucharist, the liturgy, why we do what we do. Again, that begins at 6.30 p.m. Uh, this week coming up, there's also the uh, Episcopal Church Women Sewing for Aries Pillowcase Project will take place. Uh, and you can find out more information. Uh, d- details are in the bulletin. Uh, but there's also some uh, very fun and interesting things coming up, so I commend you to the bulletin. Uh, I think that is all that's really pressing. So, everyone? Oh. That's right. The AYC will be completing their shoebox ministry, Operation Christmas Child, tonight. So if you have things left to bring, uh, if you bring them by 6 tonight, uh, right, 6 six tonight, that'll be fine. The AYC will meet uh, at 6 and finish boxing up. Um, so again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name, bring offerings, and come into his courts.
supper, he took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, gave it to him and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink, do this for the remembrance.
God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds and knowledge and love of God, and of the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.